Welcome to the Directors Club podcast, exclusively for child care center owners and directors. I'm Noelle Dentino, ex-corporate girl turned child care center owner with my sister, Sarah. We established Scribble Time as a leader in our community for the past 18 years. And as owners of a 114 student center, we have tried and tested all the systems necessary for a high quality early education center. And through this podcast, we aim to share our expertise and best practices with fellow child care center owners and directors. Together, we'll explore practical tips and tools to boost enrollment, hire exceptional teachers, and manage your center proficiently. Whether you're new to the field or a seasoned professional, I'm here to support you in achieving your objectives. So let's unlock the full potential of your child care center. It's Noelle from the Directors Club, and I want to welcome you back to our podcast. Back to this episode is in our first episode, Budget Like a Boss. We learned a well-planned budget is the foundation of your child care center's financial success. And by carefully considering your revenue sources and expenses, staying realistic and flexible, and using a financial software tool to help you do your budget, you can stay organized and get your center financially stable for the future. Before we get started, just like last time, we're going to need a few things. You're going to want your profit and loss statement that you gave your accountant. You're going to want the budget that you created last episode. You're going to want to have a system that to create a budget if you haven't done that yet. And the third thing is if you are a member of the Directors Club, this podcast, three series podcast, is in your portal with a workbook that comes along with this, along with examples of financial tools, budgets, and the whole nine yards. So you can grab that right under the money tab. So let's get into increasing revenue and decreasing expenses because you have opportunities to implement strategies to see if you can adjust the cash that you have. Child care centers often face struggles due to lack of funding, which can have a significant impact on the center. With a limited resource and a growing demand for child care, directors must be creative and resourceful in looking for opportunities to increase revenue without necessarily increasing licensed childcare spots. So you need to be open-minded and willing to try new things. That's so crucial for a childcare center director. This may include explore, exploring unconventional revenue streams or revisiting previously tried strategies with a fresh perspective. Directors should not shy away from embracing innovation and adapting to the ever-changing needs of our communities and our centers. Let's dig into a few strategies to broaden your revenue sources. Number one, my number one revenue increase tip, number one ever, is a consistent child care center. And most people will say, oh, why? That's not revenue. That's not offering hot launch. And that's not adding a fee. And that's not increasing tuition. It's not. But child care center owners can increase enrollment and maintain a healthy winning list by offering a consistent child care center. And this means providing a reliable and dependable service that consistently meets the needs of both children and parents. And when parents have a positive experience with the center, they are more likely to refer the center to their friends and family, which can lead to increased enrollment. So one key aspect of offering a consistent center is ensuring the center is well-staffed and trained and experienced teachers can provide high-quality care to the children. So this includes not only providing the basic care, but also providing education and stimulating activities that encourage child development. 
Another important factor in maintaining a consistent center is having clear policies and procedures. This includes policies on things like illness and medication and pickup and drop-off procedures and everything from handling emergencies and communicating with parents. And when parents know what to expect from a center, they're more likely to feel confident in the center's ability to provide safe and then we're going to remove that. So offering a consistent center is crucial for increasing enrollment. My second step to increasing your revenue is really enhancing your marketing and outreach efforts. So this is creating an online presence, so making sure that you're posting all the amazing things going on at your child care center and having a user-friendly website. Another marketing approach could be a referral program if you're not full, or if you are full, you can still offer the referral program. And when the family goes on the, on the list for the wait list, and when you have a family leaving, you can call someone from the wait list. And if they're in the referral program, one of your parents might just get whatever you're going to give, like maybe $100 off after their first 30 days. Other marketing approaches to build that wait list and your constant stream of students is attending local events and networking with other your community. The third thing is expanding your services. So I've seen other centers do a few things. Some centers charge tuition for an eight-hour day, but they're open 10 hours, which would now call it extended hours. So let's say you are going to offer care from, I don't know, eight to five every day, but the center opens seven to six. So you could charge extra from the seven to eight and extra from the five to six. This is something you're going to have to work through and set up. You have to think through how to do this. The next thing is develop specialized programs. So you could create a science program. You could have someone come in and do a science program. You could offer a yoga class. You could teach in a, a yoga class. And by specializing these programs, you could charge a fee for that, or you could increase tuition and add more value by having these specialized programs. The next thing I want to talk about to add revenue is exploring partnerships. So maybe partner with a local business and cross-promote one another, especially on social media. I think that's really helped. You can also collaborate with other child care centers and share resources and professional development opportunities. I've also seen someone in my community offer professional development, and they charge for it. So there's so many different ways you can use your knowledge and resources to increase revenue at your business. Another option to increase money is to find some grants and local funding. You never know what the government has, so search on your government, your state's websites, and see what grants and funding sources they have. Check out the Small Business Administration. See what they have. Reach out to them. Other revenue ideas could be review the fees that you charge. What fees do you charge? What fees aren't you charging? You could be looking at late pickup fees, late tuition fees administrative fees, uh, diapering fees. Maybe you offer diapering for the families, like diapers themselves. We all do diapering anyways, but maybe diapers and wipes and charge a fee and you make a little profit on that as well. The cost of providing quality care. And then the last thing that we came up with to increase your revenue, which I think is huge for my center. And when I track this one line item, it gives me one extra tuition a year, like for one whole child for an entire year. Offered bin program. 
And that could be that you could offer it to all your current families that don't come full time. And so maybe your two-day families want to add a day or your three-day families want to add a day. You can ask them, you can charge them a fee for adding that day. Put it in the newsletter. Let people know. Talk about this all the time so that they know they have access to this. Then you tell it to the world. And then we talked a few minutes ago about really sharing a lot about your program with your marketing outreach. This is a great thing to market with. I know that I did this in the beginning of opening our center. I would go to the Chamber of Commerce and talk about our drop-in program all the time. For those families that didn't want to do childcare yet, but all of a sudden might need a day because a grandparent can't watch the child. And then once they get, they come in, you're getting a premium fee for this because it's, it's not just a your regular rate. I'd increase it a little bit. And then they're going to find out this place isn't so bad, right? Ch group child care is pretty cool. And they might enroll their child. And that's how we built enrollment in the beginning. And think of all the different opportunities someone would need to drop in care. Like if you're a real estate agent and you work from home with your child, you know, you're probably doing paperwork during the day. But what if you had to run to a meeting? Could they use your program? And so once your center gets full, it's hard to offer it. But when people call out or kids go on vacations, this is a great way for you to double dip. You get paid by the parent on the vacation and paid by the drop-in care. As the cost of providing the care rises, it's essential for us to visit us to develop effective strategies to manage these expenses. So next, let's talk about reducing expenses. We understand that finding ways to reduce expenses can be a daunting task, but the benefits of implementing successful cost-cutting measures are immense. These benefits include improved financial stability, increased competitiveness, and the ability to invest more resources into enhancing the quality of your center. So again, come in open-minded to this approach. So some of the strategies that we're talking about are negotiating with suppliers for better deals. I remember calling around to my providers that I bought from and I asked them, would you consider dropping certain delivery fees? Or could I, do I have to buy $500 worth? Can I buy $250 worth? Can I buy smaller amounts? See if you can also negotiate. I'm Right now, you can tell everybody I'm pricing out gloves, wipes, the diaper changing paper that goes on it. What else do we? Oh, toilet paper towels. You know the things, right? Call around to the vendor. Tell them that you're calling around on prices. Give me your best price and see what you come up with. The next thing you can do is consider buying as what you need and not in bulk. I got into this habit many years ago of first of the month. I would just buy so much stuff. I would buy like all the toilet paper, all the paper towels, all the things. And then I watched this TV show with a finance guy. And he said, don't leave all your money in your supply closet. And I was like, oh, my God, that's us. <laughs> that's what I thought. And I'm going to tell you that this saved us thousands in cash. I couldn't believe how this worked out because what was happening was I just saw oh, I'm buying eight cases of toilet paper, but maybe we only needed six. So I still have two. And then I'm buying eight more. And then we just have this awesome supply of toilet paper, which is great. It's great, but we don't need it. And so consider buying less. And then every Friday, 
We just have a checklist in the back that says we have how many toilet papers left. And once we get down to, I think it's one or two, we just, we have a deal because we negotiated it with a supplier that we can buy small amounts. So every Friday we place a short order. And when he's in the area that next week, he just drops it off. Another thing you can do is making sure you're watching your staffing schedule. This is a huge, huge expense. And really pay attention to the amount of hours they're working. I remember when I dug into my salaries, there was this one woman, super nice, love her. She doesn't work for me anymore. But she was getting like almost two and a half hours of overtime every week. And I said to my sister, how come she needs to work overtime every week? And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. What she was doing was she was supposed to leave, let's say, at three o'clock and she'd get her stuff and she'd walk around the center, say bye to all the kids, <laughs> say bye to everybody for a half hour and then she'd check out. And I don't think she was thinking about that. She's not like that. And so when we caught on to that, we're like, you can't do that. You have to punch out. And if you want to walk around and say goodbye to everybody, go ahead. <laughs> but you can't. All right, the next tip is implementing energy efficient and cost-saving measures. So just think about your lighting, your heating and cooling systems, whatever you can do to cut costs on energy savings. You can get rebates for stuff like that. I know that there is some electric companies are doing rebates on new lighting that cut costs, so look into that. Another thing that you can think about is streamlining some of your administrative tasks. So Maybe you don't need an extra person in the office if you had a software program that did online registration for you or automatic attendance tracking with the digital sign-ins and outs. Other great things, instead of worrying about running to the bank all the time and maybe chasing tuition, is setting up electronic payments. That could really help. And then finding ways to electronic payment. So sometimes when we automate these things, it does save time and tasks that we can delegate to something else or cut out certain tasks out of the business altogether and not have to pay staffing for those things. I also <clears throat> felt like the staff was a huge help when we really dug into our budget. My sister and I went through all the things we felt we needed in the budget, and then we discussed it with some of our more seasoned staff and asked them to contribute ideas to cost reductions. This really creates a culture of cost consciousness by involving the team. And then we were able to recognize and reward team members who came up with innovative cost-saving solutions. So as you're implementing these strategies. Always keep in mind the importance of balancing quality and cost efficiency. Your primary goal should be to provide the best care for the center while maintaining a sustainable business model. You don't want to cut everything out so that it's like skin and bones and, you know, the staff are feeling it. You don't want that. You want to be able to just provide what's needed until you get your budget under wraps. So a member of the Directors Club was facing really significant financial challenges. She, her, she had low revenue, her enrollment kept going down, and the center was really struggling to stay afloat financially. And she felt overwhelmed and unsure of how she was going to turn things around. So we ended up brainstorming a bunch of different ideas. And the first thing we did was we had to figure out why enrollment was going down. And so she did a parent survey. 
and found out that they needed to fix pickup time. Come to find out the parents were really irritated with pickup time. And it was noted in the survey that a few of them knew people that left because of it and they were considered leaving because of it. We were easily able to fix this because she went there. She used to leave earlier in the day. So she started just popping in, staying a couple days a month just to watch this. And we used the staff meeting. And we really trained on closing. We implemented small group activities into the rooms to calm the rooms down. We made sure there weren't any dance parties. There were dance parties at the end of the day when the parents were picking up. So it was a little chaotic. And we implemented closing checklists. And it really improved the final two hours of the day. And we saw improvement for her. And then she started getting more calls on tours. And enrollment started picking up. And while this was going on, she also enhanced her marketing outreach. So she revamped her website and made it more user-friendly and appealing. Also, she, you know, if you're going to work on your website and you need help with that, we have a course on the store on the website called Chat AI, and that's artificial intelligence, and it helps you write things. So if you're stressed about it sounds overwhelming to do your website, This is a really great tool. I'll put a link in the show notes to help you write your website. The next thing when this director, she really built a strong social media presence and she showcased all the center's unique offerings. And this, again, really increased her tours that she was getting. The director introduced two other things. She introduced additional services. She offered after-school program in her pre-K classroom. And then she worked it out with a pizza place and she sold, I think it was three or maybe it was every week. It was every week. And then there was a couple extra days in the month where she bought pizza from them at a discount because she committed to buying pizza from this one place and she sold the pizza lunch and she makes money off of that. And the parents loved it. And so she's now expanding that program to offer lunch five days a week. She also developed a specialized program, and it was an art program, and it really made the center stand out. And so when she had to go back and increase tuition eventually, that was one of the benefits she put in there. She put in her lunch benefit, and she put in her specialized art program, which no other center had in her community. And the last thing she did was negotiate with some suppliers. So she reached out to a few of them and she was able to get some pretty decent savings once one of them knew she was leaving if she didn't and then she switched to the process that I talked about with only bought what she needed and didn't buy in bulk and when this director implemented these strategies she began to see significant improvement at the center again her enrollment increased as more families were drawn to the center's expanded services and engaging online presence And the families were really talking about it because she improved pickup time. Isn't it crazy? Part of the day can set the parents' tone for how they feel. And then you can lose customers. And it's so easy to fix. So easy. So over time, she transformed from a struggling center into a financially stable and thriving center. And the journey isn't easy. But she was committed to understanding and improving the center's finances And it just made all the difference. And I'm so proud of her when she was working through this. And I know that you can do this too. So let's review. 
Boosting revenue and reducing expenses are indeed vital pillars of maintaining a flourishing childcare center. By consistently exploring and adopting innovative strategies, you can navigate the financial challenges that come with running a center while maintaining high quality, embracing a growth mindset, and staying open to new ideas will allow you to optimize your center's operations, attract more families, and foster a sense of loyalty among your existing customers. And by engaging your staff in the cost-saving initiatives, it really will create a collaborative and motivated team that shares the vision of your success. And as you continue to balance quality with cost efficiency, you'll not only ensure the long-term sustainability and growth of the center, but also build a strong reputation as a trusted provider of exceptional childcare services. So if you need support in this and doing any of this, I'd love to work with you on increasing your financial knowledge and implementing these strategies and so much more in the Directors Club. Keep striving for excellence and financial stability. And remember, with determination, creativity, and a commitment to quality care, and I know you're committed. That's the one awesome thing about the childcare industry, how committed we are. You can achieve remarkable success in the ever-evolving world of childcare. So our third and final episode is coming up soon, and you'll be unlocking the secrets to tuition management. I know that's a thing that we all have to make sure we manage and stay on top of tuition, and I'm super excited to be sharing some tips and tricks with you on that as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a second, I'd love you to rate the podcast and let me know how I'm doing so I can support you better. And I will chat with you soon. Have an awesome day. Bye, everybody. At the end of every episode, I always feel grateful for the opportunity to connect with you. It's my passion to make your lives easier and help you achieve success in the field. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can find all the relevant links to my social media and other online resources in the show notes below. I encourage you to leave a comment or rate the show to let me know how I'm doing and what topics you would like to hear more about. I wish you a fantastic week and want you to know that I'm cheering you on every step of the way. Thanks for tuning in, and I can't wait to connect with you again on the next episode of The Director's Club.